sort of ended the 19-month run of declines just. Um, can, can the recovery keep on going, do you think, this year? Yeah, I think we've got some uh, some challenges. Like I say, I think um, Japan's got a lot of unfair advantages. Um, it's always considered a geared play on global trade, and global trade should be picking up during the year. We may get something of a kicker from the uh, from the Olympics. So I think it should be uh, a good year. The the only minus there is that Japan will be slightly later than the US and uh, and UK in getting um, vaccination done. But uh, the uh, Prime Minister is doing a fantastic job of saying. Health Ministry, you're not doing it fast enough. Here's how we're going to um, uh, to cut the Gordian knot. Nick, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much. Look forward to talking to you more in 2021. You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. And in Japan, the Nikkei 225 right now is down 0.2%. Similar story in Australia, the ASX 200 also off 0.2%. Over in South Korea, the Cosby is flat. Uh, looks like the Hang Seng is going to lose about 260 points, which is about 1% at the open this morning. In the commodities markets, Brent crude oil trading at $50.71 a barrel. Gold, uh, that right now is at $1,940 an ounce. Do stay tuned for back chats coming up just in, in just one moment with Hugh Chiverton and Ada Wong. An update on the weather forecast uh, just before I go. Mainly cloudy, dry with sunny periods and some haze during the day. Maximum temperature is going to be about 22 degrees. And then the outlook is for it to become cool tomorrow and the weather's going to become cold progressively in the latter part of this week. Temperatures will fall to around 8 degrees in urban areas on Friday. The temperature right now out at the observatory is 18 degrees and it's 66% relative humidity. Coming up to 8.32, here's Samantha Butler with the half-hour news. The Hong Kong Culture Monitor says authorities have done nothing to help the cultural industry, which is suffering during the pandemic, but is instead trying to control it. Chairperson Clarice Young was commenting on reports that Beijing will set up a state-owned enterprise here as early as next month, aimed at expanding Beijing's cultural influence. Despite reports that the enterprise would have assets of over $10 billion, Ms Young indicated that freedom was more important than money. Cultural sector needs is the freedom that we enjoy from years here in Hong Kong, but not the more strictened regulations or the resources. Or we can see that if we join the conglomerate, we can't speak whatever we want anymore. And this is so important. Some of them told me that it is like selling the soul to the government. The Prime Minister Boris Johnson has announced that England will go back into a national lockdown to try to stem the sharp rise in coronavirus infections, which threatens to overwhelm the health service. In a televised address, Mr Johnson announced the new restrictions. That means the government is once again instructing you to stay at home. You may only leave home for limited reasons permitted in law, such as to shop for essentials, to work if you absolutely cannot work from home, to exercise to seek medical assistance, such as getting a COVID test, or to escape domestic abuse. Schools will close and this summer's exams will be cancelled. Scotland had already announced similar measures to last for the rest of the month. The top election official in the US state of Georgia says he doesn't think it was appropriate for him to take the phone call from Donald Trump, in which the president pressed him to find the numbers to overturn Joe Biden's narrow victory there. Brad Raffensperger told US television that White House pressure had overridden his better judgment. Here's the BBC's Barbara Plett-Husher. 
The call was an extraordinarily blatant step in President Trump's ongoing effort to press state officials to reverse the outcome of an election that he lost. In it, Mr. Trump is heard again claiming there was massive fraud and demanding that Georgia's Secretary of State find extra votes in his favor. Mr. Raffensperger said he had felt it was inappropriate to speak to the president about election results, but declined to directly answer whether he thought the request was lawful. He said he was determined to follow the law and had been doing so in combating months of rumors about election fraud, which, he said, the president continued to spread. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Good morning and welcome to Backchat. I'm Hugh Chiverton. Your co-host today is Andrew Work. Andrew, good morning to you. Good morning, Hugh. We're going to be talking first today about COVID-19 and also going to be hearing views on the Backchat Person of the Year cancellation. There's uh, a lot of Facebook comments on that topic. You can check those out for yourself on our Facebook page. That's Backchat and RTHK Radio 3. And, of course, join in as well, contribute. Uh, and we've had a lot of emails too. Well, I will read those emails uh, after the news at 9. Uh, but first, we wanted to talk about COVID and the uh, government announcement that primary, secondary and special schools, as well as private tuition centres, will be allowed to resume some small face-to-face classes with some conditions from next week. Although, in general, the existing... Uh, anti-COVID measures will remain uh, in place for at least another two weeks and there's little chance of relaxing them before the holidays. Uh, What do you think of the new virus control measures? Uh, What about the uh, New Year weekend? How did you spend that? Are you happy with the vaccine arrangements and what Mm. is happening in the UK? Uh, Let us know your thoughts. You can leave a message on our Facebook page. That's Backchat and RTHK Radio 3. You can email backchat at rthk.hk or you can give us a call on 233-88266. Uh, as I say, uh, all those uh, avenues are still completely open, or as open as they uh, as they are, were. Um, if you want to call us, um, uh, if it's on the, the subject of um, the uh, person of the year, um, as I say, I would suggest you do that after um, nine o'clock. Um, uh, again, you can email, and we will read out your emails. We'll do our best to e- read out your emails. We might have to edit for length and, and so on, the usual. But basically, we want to keep the uh, core business of uh, Backchat uh, going, even if we weren't able to complete complete the uh, Backchat uh, person of the year. Uh, and as ever, as I said yesterday, if you want to say anything about any of the people who are involved, if you want to have a discussion, we'll have a completely as far as op- as far as possible open uh, discussion as we've had in the past. We want to continue to do that uh, uh, in uh, Backchat and to uh, keep Backchat meaningful. So uh, we're joined now by Dr. Sridhar Siddharth, who's a clinical assistant professor in the Department of Microbiology at the University of Hong Kong. Dr. Siddharth, good morning to you. Good morning. Thank Hi. You, th- Hi. Thank you very much indeed for, for joining us. I mean, in general, it seems at the moment that the, the numbers are sort of slowly declining, but this is taking a, a, a long time. Are, are, you know, do we need something? Do we need to kind of step up our measures? Do we need to start getting a little bit more serious? What do you think? I think we're headed in the right direction. So the number of people who are catching COVID from unknown sources is uh, slowly tracking downwards. So the measures that we have put in place uh, clearly seem to be having an effect, and the government has chosen the policy of you know zero COVID. So they have decided to extend those measures to potentially uh, keep the downward trend or even accelerate the downward trend further. So uh, it's a different ball game to the third wave. I feel. I mean, there are different factors involved. People are more um, uh, fatigued, you know, uh, of uh, of these measures. 
we do have large crowds in indoor areas in my personal observation in uh, many parts of Hong Kong. And uh, the other factor is it's cold. It's, it's very, very cold recently. So that, as we know, does uh, facilitate the virus uh, survival. And it also encourages people to gather in indoor areas, and that facilitates transmission as well. So um, personally, not surprised that it's uh, taking a bit longer this time. But uh, I think we're headed in the right direction. But, Dr. Sedeth, until the vaccine becomes widely available, is this is this target of zero transmissions? Is this is this like trying to achieve moral purity? Is it or, or is it like trying to hit your your ideal body mass index? I mean, one of those is possible, the other is not. But you aspire for both just the same. I mean, is it possible? I mean, we've been down to zero transmissions, zero transmissions, as was I think New Zealand, um, and yet there it is. I mean, is it an impossibility to kind of get there and stay there? I mean, unless you get to zero transmission for like a long period of time and completely shut down your borders, which is not practical for Hong Kong, um, it's not possible to maintain zero COVID. But uh, uh, Hong Kong has generally aligned itself with uh, China's policy on this. So uh, there is absolutely no doubt that in the mainland, they do not uh, tolerate a single case of COVID. And uh, whenever cases crop up, things are dealt with uh, in very, very, very stringently. So uh, I think, generally speaking, Hong Kong has modeled itself on that. And it's difficult to fault them for it. I mean, uh, the specter of uh, COVID-19 transmission in the community, it, it does affect all of us. And, uh, and you know, there's a chance that people fall sick and die. So it's uh, probably the right thing to do, especially with vaccines just around the corner. I, I, I always feel this is the worst time to catch COVID-19 now. Because we have a hope, right? In the next quarter, vaccines are going to come in, and uh, uh, hopefully, they're going to, you know, really uh, bring the pandemic to uh, uh, to a definitive conclusion. So there's a real hope there. So now is probably the worst time to relax and let COVID-19 break free. So yeah, I support the goal. Is, is there is there a sense of like how much vaccine at what percentage of efficacy is going to need to be distributed for us to, to reasonably uh, call this quits? I mean, uh, I think the AstraZeneca is what shooting at 75 percent efficacy versus the Pfizer, which is 90 to 95. How, how much of that those types of vaccines are we going to need distributed across the population uh, before we, we get to it? Is it is it 100 percent? I don't think so. But I mean, is it 50 uh, percent of the population is vaccinated? We can reasonably say, yeah, yeah we, we can we can break this train of chain of transmission so, so it's people estimate that uh, you would need to vaccinate about 60 to 70 percent of the population to establish something called uh, herd immunity so mm. you have enough people in the community having immunity to prevent uh, uh, to, to reduce the chances of the virus transmitting further so that is the kind of target that we're looking to hit by the end of this year or early 2022 Gotcha. And is that, you know, you're out there, you're, you're dealing with this. Are, are people, what does is, what is the uptake look like on this front or, or potential uptake look like? Because, you know, in a lot of circles, people are like, yeah, sure, give me the vaccine after I've seen a million other people take it and I know it's okay. But if everybody else is waiting for everybody else to get it first, um, you know, is the uptake, you know, what's going to happen yeah. with that? Yeah, we have to build trust on this. Uh, the, the important thing to remember is that yeah, actually millions of people have received the vaccine, or at least hundreds of thousands of people have received the vaccine worldwide. 
I mean, this this is something where the government is damned if they do, if they damned if they don't. If they if they roll it out quickly, everybody says, "Well, we want to see how it works on other people." But if they roll it out slowly, they're like, "Oh, why, we aren't getting it fast enough." You know, if it turns out yeah. to be safe. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so you're aiming for that Goldilocks kind of time, and yeah, I think uh, it, it's not bad to get it in the first quarter of 2021. Perhaps because so many people have gotten it worldwide already. Yeah. Also, yeah. Uh, because we are seeing local governments around the world are getting whacked on both sides of this politically where they're saying why aren't you rolling it out fast enough and the other side they're like oh you approved it too quickly so it's a tough time to be a politician I must say yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, why is it that in some places and I'm thinking especially of the, of, of the UK and uh, some European countries and, and the United States this wave whatever fourth wave whatever it is in different places is so bad uh, you would have thought that you know, we, we should have learnt the lessons from um, the first time around. And, you know, there is social distancing and there is people, more people at least wear masks and, uh, and so on compared to when this whole thing started. But it seems like it's just as bad now. Why is that? Uh, for the UK and for the US, I'd say it's never really gotten much better. Like mm. they kind of managed to halt transmission. I mean, not halt, but to control things a little bit before it began running loose again towards the end of 2020. The UK, unfortunately, was hit by this new variant, the B117 variant, which, uh, at least from the preliminary data that we have, does appear to be more transmissible than the uh, previous variants that were circulating in the UK. So that increase in transmissibility kind of made for a perfect storm in the UK. So they ended up getting a lot of transmission very, very quickly. So um, that is perhaps the reason the UK is in this uh, situation. There was some original thinking that it might be more virulent but less deadly or have uh, lower impact. Is that has that has that held up that yeah. that supposition? Certainly, there's no evidence so far that it actually increases rates of hospitalization. Uh, mortality, what we call severe COVID in any way, but uh, the people appear to shed more of the virus after getting infected, and the virus may have an advantage in the way it engages with the cell and enters the cell, so that process may be more effective, so that means it's uh, uh, all in all it's uh, more transmissible than the previous variant. Yeah, and this, this goes to how we think about these diseases. I mean, Ebola runs fast, kills a lot of people. Everybody freaks out, runs away, and so it burns itself out. Whereas the common cold, eh, it's not such Absolutely. a big deal, so it just stays with us. I mean, that's know? part of the reason SARS lasted for such a short time back in 2002 to 2004, because it was such a severe disease that eventually people knew how to spot it, control it effectively, and uh, eventually disappeared. I mean, back in the day, we were, we were so alarmed by SARS, but now, compared to that, this is another kind of problem. It's, it's much less deadly, but that means it's uh, much more transmissible and sticks with us for a longer period of time. Yeah. Can, can you? Well, I tell you what. While, while you're here, perhaps you can you can help us out. Um, we have some sort of discussion uh, about the word virulent, 
uh, and I know they've had this, for example, in our newsroom in, in, in RTHK, what, what virulent means. And if you look it up in a dictionary, I think you find different definitions. Um, whether, it mean, whether it refers to how deadly a, a virus is or whether uh, it's um, how, well, how easily it spreads or whether it's both... Uh, and I think people have different ideas about what virulent means. What you're an epidemiologist. Uh, uh, what does? Uh, or, well, I'm sorry, you're not an epidemiologist. You're a microbiologist. But uh, what does uh, a virulent mean to you? Can I ask? Yeah, the word virulent basically means more uh, deadly, more likely to cause severe disease. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. So nothing to do with the way it spreads. Not nothing to do with the okay. way it spreads. Right. Right. Uh, okay. Uh, our number is two three three eight eight two six six. I think we've got. Uh, uh, we're joined now by uh, Dr. Alvin Chan, who's a council member of the Hong Kong Medical Association. Dr. Chan, good morning to you. Yes. Good morning. And happy New Year. Yeah, happy, happy New, New Year. Year to you. Yeah. Yeah. Are you feeling optimistic? Uh, we have the uh, the vaccines on the horizon, and we just heard from Dr. Siddharth there uh, saying that uh, that offers some kind of hope. Uh, are you hopeful that the uh, the vaccines can uh, turn things around this year? Uh, yes, partly. Uh, first, uh, the vaccines were demonstrated to be useful, and uh, over ninety percent of efficacy in uh, stopping the infection, uh, and also hopefully sort of stopping the spread. The point of uh, concern is whether the community will be receptive to the idea of vaccination. Now that there are quite a number of people who had spread the doubts of uh, the efficacy and the safety of vaccines in the community, in some of the KOLs, well, I appreciate the effort of uh, uh, Professor Drain and uh, in... Um, uh, uh, criticizing and reprimanding the spreading of false news and uh, uh, fallacies in the disinformation of these people uh, in the social media. Well, uh, well, unfortunately, these social medias uh, are very, very effective in spreading false news. And many people would just believe in those false news. And so if there are many people in the community who reject the idea or doubt or hesitate to have the vaccinations, then uh, there could not be the herd immunity that we hope for. And then uh, I, I think uh, the government and uh, the scientists uh, should um, really pay more efforts in uh, beating these uh, false information uh, and the uh, uh, and those people who spread these disinformation. Say uh, the success of uh, the vaccination uptick in, say, Israel, in that country, they really pay a lot of effort in uh, stopping those uh, spreading of these rumors. Yeah. And I think in Hong Kong, we also need uh, the government really to be more uh, stringent and uh, vigilant in doing this job. And, uh, of course, uh, I think uh, what uh, Professor Zedrain uh, had done uh, had already begun this uh, good uh, effort. 
Yeah, okay, we, we had an yeah. email. Had an email from Jay. I'd just like to address uh, on the topic of the uh, vaccines, and, and perhaps Dr. Siddharth, if you could address this. Uh, Jay says, if it's going to take about nine months before Joe Average on the street gets his injection, what are we going to do if the virus mutates in a year? Will the antivirus work? There is some. Uh, concern uh, already that new strains might be immune to the uh, to the vaccines, and by the time, as Jay says, you know, we get round to getting them, uh, maybe the virus will have moved on. Is that a danger, Dr. Siddharth? Great question. One of the concerns with the B117 variant in the UK is how much it actually escapes vaccine-induced immunity. Whether the mutation actually makes it so-called immune to the vaccine itself. Um, I, I am not too worried about that because when we get vaccines, we're actually getting a very, very, uh, what we call a kind of poorly functional kind of immune response. So actually we have, um, we develop all kinds of antibodies and all kinds of immune responses against the virus, a very diverse range. So it's very difficult for a virus to mutate to the extent that it basically evades all the forms of immunity that we uh, develop against the virus. So within a short period of time, like uh, you know nine months or so, uh, by the time it takes Hong Kong to reach herd immunity, it is probably unlikely that a variant will emerge that completely evades the immunity that is uh, produced by the vaccine. Yeah. Now, even if the, that was a theoretical concern, some of the vaccines uh, out there, like say Pfizer's mRNA vaccine, they can be repurposed relatively quickly. So you can just get the variant to version and basically redesign the vaccine uh, a little bit and that can be rolled out in a relatively short period of time so you can have the vaccine for the variant relatively quickly and I think uh, the Moderna from the US basically announced their capabilities in this regard so I'm not too worried that a variant will completely evade the uh, vaccine induced immunity so uh, it, it, it might slowly change over time so the vaccine induced immunity is less effective but that process will take uh, several years Okay, some uh, emails, a couple on uh, kind of uh, exemptions. Uh, M says, uh, why is tennis not allowed with just four people on a court not standing next to each other when we can have 100 jammed into an MTR? Coaches have no income whatsoever when tennis uh, is cancelled. Well, my, my wife's on that one, Hugh. She's a big tennis player. She's like, two people on a tennis court? Really? <laughs> you couldn't be more socially distanced. Mm. <laughs> uh, Leon says, would it be possible for a health government health official, perhaps Dr. Chuan or Sophia Chan, to explain why restaurants are not allowed to open for a shortened evening session? The rule forbidding them to open after 6pm makes absolutely no sense. After all, how does two to three hour evening session differ from a lunch opening of similar duration and similar patronage? The government's persistent refusal to permit eateries from opening for dinner is putting another nail in the coffin for the local restaurant sector Excuse me, and will result in thousands of job losses. It needs to immediately reverse this short-sighted decision that comes uh, from Leon. Uh, Dr Chan, we've had other messages as well complaining. I know people are not happy with the, the restaurants closing in uh, after, at 6 o'clock. Do you support that decision? Do you think that's useful? Well, I, I think that is a measure to... Um prevent people from gathering together, but, uh, well, of course, unfortunately, it's not effective in um, uh, limiting the uh, gathering at home or in private places, uh, even in the public places. 
say, for example, the uh, just as the examples have been cited by uh, by the email respondents here, uh, I think uh, it is a measure to uh, limit the social gathering and to improve the social distancing. However, it is not a really an uh, omnipotent measure. It has to be uh, correlated with other. Uh, uh, I mean, the cooperation of all the citizens who will really self-discipline to um, inhibit ourselves in uh, family gatherings or those uh, get social gatherings uh, a bit in, in the streets or in the beaches or going out. Uh, I, I agree that, in fact, the social distancing is, in fact, difficult to practice, say, in the public transport uh, and uh, I think uh, the government should be consistent in the in the in, in the ways in limiting social gathering, and that is quite an essential part because uh, we could see that the rebound of some of the um, the the um, uh, figures due to social, uh, festive gatherings, and uh, in fact, what I worry say, for example. Uh, the, uh, now is uh, the infection of the um, uh, health staff or, or the medical staff in the hospitals. These are uh, um, uh, worrying because uh, I think uh, the, the spread to the uh, um, healthcare workers, are, uh, of course, evidence of the spread of uh, close contacts. What we uh, limiting the social gathering for is to stop the social contacts, the close contacts that would uh, help spreading of the viral infection. Yeah. Uh, whether whether stopping the restaurants restaurants from working, uh, it is. Uh, I think it is due to this reason. And there are several already several examples that have proved that the index uh, spreader in the hospitals or in any environment is when the uh, infected person had taken off the mask and eat it, uh, eating and then uh, or even swallowing the pills could have spread the virus to the healthcare workers around him uh, or her. So uh, I think that was an example that uh, uh, the social contacts are really important ways of spreading the virus. And that is the principle in uh, limiting the social gathering. How to implement it better? I think uh, uh, the, the government really have to think of uh, consi- consistent ways and the useful and effective methods to do virus uh, spreading through uh, social context. Okay, yeah. so some more uh, response from listeners. Jay says, can anyone explain why on earth mummy and daddy can't have a child or parent sitting at the uh, same table? Mike says, when government starts to regulate how many people crowd onto buses, trains and elevators, then and only then will I believe they're serious about social distancing. This is about controlling the little guy, family restaurants and small non-essential people. Uh, did you know you were non-essential? Watch what happens to the little guy who fights against any unscientific mandate. Be careful what you read. The CCP are watching. Boo. That comes uh, from uh, Mike, uh, who also says, why not pre-test for COVID before taking a vaccine that might not be necessary? If the medical community was really concerned about your personal health, one should consider the need. If you've had the flu in the last decade, you might have natural immunity. 
This is real facts, not misinformation. If in uh, doubt, that's a little sketchy. Give me a call. That comes <laughs> uh, comes uh, from uh, Mike. Uh, uh, S says uh, this. This uh, I'll have to edit this. Um, some of it's addressed, I think, to Kevin Young. Uh, Mr. Kevin, do you have children? Uh, middle-class families and their children have no access to internet or a decent computer to do online school. They're suffering terribly. More importantly, please consult out medical information from infectious health expert if COVID is contagious, easily passed around children. Really check your data. Uh, I've been listening to you for the past seven to eight months. Please deliver appropriate measures for Hong Kong children. For heaven's sake, please start on-site school as soon as possible. Please let children and adults do sports. Let sports ven venues open. Kids are at the end of their tether. Uh, Sophia Chan, do you exercise? Uh, uh, trust me, at the end of your run, your mind will be clearer to make sensible and proactive COVID measures. Uh, this is the fourth wave. Try to get it right this time. Think positive. Uh, lastly, 21-day quarantine upon arrival in Hong Kong. Really, who in their right mind is going to come to Hong Kong and stay in a 300-square-foot hotel? We're going backwards. That's from uh, S. Uh, and... Um, uh, comment on our Facebook page. TC says the government killed the, just killed the only good going, the only good thing going for it with the Department of Health press cons. And second, why reporters no longer allowed to use the term Wuhan pneumonia because it stigmatizes Wuhan. But Secretary for Food and Health Sophia Chan repeatedly uses UK virus variant. Um, thanks very much indeed for for those uh, comments. Uh, and uh, as I say, we will get to the uh, topic of the uh, person of the year after the news at nine. So we've got more, uh, a lot of emails and uh, also uh, uh, comments on Facebook. Hugh, uh, Hugh, so we will get to then. Yeah. Hugh, can I ask Dr. Siddharth just to clear yeah. up one of the things that was mentioned there? If you have had COVID, you don't necessarily have immunity, correct? If you've if you've if you've already had COVID, you do not necessarily have COVID. One of the one of the writers suggested that if you've had COVID, you don't need the vaccine, but that may not be the case, right? I mean, it, just because you've had COVID, it hasn't been shown that you have lifelong immunity, correct? Yeah, it hasn't been shown that you have lifelong immunity, but you but there's a good chance that you have a solid immune response for at least a few months, and it may not it may be fine, or it may be necessary against variants going around. Okay. Yeah, just thought okay. it was important we, we, to clear up. Okay, thanks very much indeed, Dr. Siddharth Siddharth there uh, from the University of Hong Kong, Dr. Alvin Chan as well. Uh, the weather mainly cloudy, 18 degrees now, humidity 57%. Around four and a half million have received the jab. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Welcome back. This is Bank Chat on a Tuesday morning with Andrew Work and me, Hugh Chiverton. We were talking in the first part of the uh, program this morning about, uh, principally about uh, COVID, about the uh, new measures uh, in Hong Kong. Uh, we were thinking of uh, focusing in the second part of the program between now and 9.30 uh, on the uh, new arrangements for the uh, health briefing by uh, the uh, administration uh, moving them uh, uh, online and uh, having written questions uh, and so we we'll wanted to kind of talk about the implications uh, of that. Well, the uh, the government's um, uh, basically changed its mind uh, on those measures. We could still uh, talk about that, touch on that. Um, uh, but we also, uh, this is also an op opportunity to uh, air your views, your thoughts uh, on the um, uh, person of the year, uh, uh, back chat person of the year, which uh, so we've been running for, I think, about 10 years now. Uh, and uh, this year uh, we decided, the back chat team, 
in in uh, discussion with the uh, with the management um, decided that um, we weren't happy with the with the the voting the way the voting had been done, uh, and so we're we're just going to cancel that. What what I do want to stress uh, is that. Backchat will we will continue to do our very best um, to be open and to hear all uh, sides of an argument. That's what we're here to do, uh, to be a platform for for you. As long as your views are not illegal or abusive or anything like that, so the same rules apply. Uh, and in the same spirit of openness, you are you are welcome to say whatever you like about the people. Um, who uh, took part in the uh, Backchat Person of the Year, uh, as ever. Uh, you're welcome to say what you like about the process. Uh, we, will, we will all those, but we won't be, we won't be having the tally. Uh, we won't be having that, that score. Um, but all the rest of what uh, we do and what RTHK does, we will try to keep the same. Um, so that's, uh, and in that spirit, um, I just want to air... Uh, and encourage people to contribute and join in and discuss with anything you want to say about the um, uh, about the de- about that decision. Um, we're not going to stop you um, uh, at all. And um, this is what uh, people. But as I was saying, I, 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 there isn't uh, at this stage. Um, that's the information that we can give. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, lots of uh, emails, so stand by to be a little bit uh, bored. By, um, don't worry, don't worry, Hugh. I got your back. I'm going to okay. help you out and do a few myself. Okay, okay. Uh, w says, um, uh, "Backchat team, read what you can." Well, you know, we can read all of it. Um, uh, yesterday marked the death of RTHK. Your station earned uh, Hong Kong's respect for 93 years. It's lost all credibility. You've fallen into the abyss of authoritarianism. Shame on those who decided to ban the Person of the Year results from being released. Shame on the accomplices, opportunists and insiders refusing to stand up for the value of ethics and fearless objectivity that are stated in your charter. RTHK has made a fool of itself. This is no ordinary media. Taxpayers fund it and RTHK owes us an explanation. How can you possibly claim that there is fraud at 9.05, five minutes after votes closed? What irregularities are you talking about? We need the evidence. Have you found multiple votes made using the same IP? Probably no. Have you found votes casted using the same email? Impossible because of the compulsory verification. My Chinese wife who speaks Cantonese told me that Nabella Kossa got overwhelming support on online forums and most people believe she is the winner. It's supporting a candidate considered fraud is campaigning a fraudulent act. It seems that Carrie forgot to mobilise her fictitious supporters, the same millions signing petitions in favour of the national security law. If the government can't handle an innocent entertaining poll, how can we think there is still there will still be a LegCo election? Supposing there is fraud, which we all know there isn't the case, we are entitled to know the results and votes that each person received. Failure to do so would show utter disrespect for listeners. As per Code on Access to Information, RTHK has to give us an explanation. We want to know, one, the number of votes received by each of the ten candidates, two, the evidence behind fraud allegations. A reminder that RTHK has obligations under the Code on Access to Information. Uh, and it quotes from the website, the Code authorises and requires civil servants routinely or on request to provide information unless there are specific reasons for not doing so. Uh, that's uh, from uh, W. Uh, D says, I was uh, extremely disappointed with your handling of the person of the year vote. Who made the decision to cancel the vote? Why was it not possible to disclose the nature of the voting irregularities? Even though this was supposed to be a vote for fun, this is becoming an allegory for everything that is tearing our once fine city apart. 
How can you be so insensitive? We need RTHK to be fully transparent and uphold the principles of truth and journalism which are under attack. I want an explanation right now. If you do not, everyone will just assume the worst. And that comes from Derek. I've got one, <clears throat> one here signed by Sally Lowe, founder and chief executive of the Hong Kong Cancer Fund. Uh, dear Backchat, I was really disappointed to learn this morning that the person of the year was cancelled due to irregularities in the voting. Although I respect your decision, I have been rallying the support of many people over the holidays, including medical professionals and members of cancer support groups, to cast their votes for our frontline healthcare workers. They well deserve our applause, and I was hoping to make use of this opportunity to show them our appreciation and support. I think it would be helpful if you could explain more clearly the, quote, irregularities, unquote, to all voters who have participated in your event as a return for their enthusiasm. This sudden cancellation is very upsetting. And as a loyal audience of your program, I am deeply saddened. And again, that's Sally Lowe, founder and chief executive of the Hong Kong Cancer Fund. Uh, and I've got a second one here uh, from Louis or Louis, L-U-S. Uh, the more and more I think about the decision not to announce the winner of this not too serious poll, after all, the nihilist black-clad thugs won it last year. The more outrageous I think it is that a winner was not announced. Announce the winner, then outline the reasons why RTHK thinks the result was manipulated and considers the poll null and void. Also, tell listeners how many votes were cast this year and compare it to the poll in, say, the last five years. Let listeners make their own conclusion. Louis. Uh, okay, uh, this is from Simon, uh, who says, Dear Backchat, for transparency and credibility, you should publish a graph or table showing the number of votes per day per candidate. That will show the voting pattern clearly and allow people to form their own judgment rather than unknown people forming a view that the voting was manipulated. The uh, public can form their own opinion on whether there were voting irregularities and you still don't need to announce a winner. On Friday morning, Hugh stated that Dr. Chanshuk Kwan had a fairly commanding lead and was well out in front at the moment. He also stated that, quote, if you want to organise a kind of voting with your friends or whatever, lobby people, you are very welcome to do so. If there's a cause that's close to your heart, then you're very welcome, as I say, to encourage other people to join our Backchat Person of the Year, unquote. This encouragement to vote is normal and since it, this is what appears to have happened over the weekend it doesn't make sense that the voting was deemed irregular rather the result seems to be acceptable to some people of influence i suggest your show on wednesday or thursday spends time on this subject who undoubtedly had much more feedback on monday uh and you won't be able to adequately squeeze into a thing in a short intro on tuesday uh maybe the national security law could have been on the nomination list since this was no doubt the most significant character of 2020 and appears to be preventing even a bit of fun from happening anymore despite government assurances that the legislation is aimed at an extremely small minority of those whose behavior and activities pose threats to national security and it will not affect the legitimate rights and freedoms enjoyed and exercised by hong kong residents in accordance with the law that's a quote from the uh, information service services uh, department that's from simon thank you very much indeed uh, derek says dear backchat in this time of loss of freedoms cancelled elections disqualifications of elected lawmakers allegations of voter fraud and demands of election officials to change the will of the people will rthk do the right thing and reveal the results of the vote for person of the year that comes uh, from derek 
Matthew says, regarding Backchat Person of the Year, I do hope that RTHK, the programme and Hugh take steps to preserve their hard-earned and well-deserved credibility by providing listeners with a more transparent explanation of why the winner was not announced. Note that I also saw the Backchat Person of the Year Facebook post widely promoted with encouragement to vote in pro-CCP United Front-type forums, including a Junius Ho Facebook fan page and the very large and quite dark, closed Save Hong Kong Facebook group. Uh, that's from uh, Matthew. Thanks so much indeed for that. And uh, just some comments on uh, Facebook. Uh, as I say, people are, are welcome to check that out for yourselves. There were a lot of comments yesterday, over 80 comments, so I won't bore you with all of those, but I mean, you're, you're welcome to have a look and, as I say, join in uh, the, the discussion there. Tom says, as a very long term backchat listener, I have to, this is just today, I have to say that uh, cancelling the backchat person of the year election has turned out to be the best publicity campaign of all time for the show. If it helps me and that other listener in Lum Island could start a who did what debate to fire things up further. And if your servers have been hacked by Russians in quote marks, then things could really take off. Was this all a clever viral marketing campaign, Hugh? Um, uh, and uh, Queenie actually responds there as well, saying, uh, Tom, that's true. What a publicity campaign. Even Benny Tai, Kenneth Lang and Emily Lau share the news on their Facebook. They're concerned our voting rights are being taken away followed by the Allegco election that should have been held this year. The government blamed COVID and social distancing rules, and who knows what will happen soon in the next CE election. Um, thanks for that. Uh, and uh, John John uh, finally says, back chat question for today should, should be, what do you think of the new RTHK control measures? How about the latest number of confirmed votes? Were you happy with the voting arrangements? Please let the RTHK executives know if they don't like the outcome of the voting results, don't come with a lame excuse like irregularities. Hardworking Hong Kong people's taxpayers' money is not to be used to make RTHK into a propaganda radio station. Uh, and uh, Riz says, why are you posting other things without addressing the issue with the vote you suddenly cancelled when you didn't like who was winning? In a city where people have literally given their lives in order for us to one day be able to vote for who leads our city, Hong Kong people take any kind of vote very seriously. So for you to cancel this vote without any explanation during these sensitive times shows how disconnected you are from the reality of Hong Kong. Shame on you. Please provide an explanation with evidence of these so-called irregularities immediately. Um, and uh, Kitty says, why ask anyway since you don't care what people think? That's uh, some of the messages uh, on Facebook. We've got a caller on the, on the line just before we get to our guests. Uh, Jim, I think. Jim, good morning. Hello. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yeah, yep. yeah, go ahead. All right. What a little rubbish. Uh, I don't know who died so we could vote in Hong Kong. I've lived in Hong Kong for 45 years continuously. <clears throat> right? Uh, I'm, a, I'm a registered elector, which I did after the handover in 97, and I didn't see anybody dying. But anyway, my comments are about the, uh, um, uh, uh, excuse me, the coronavirus. I'm now calling you from uh, one of my qu my quarantine hotel. Um, I returned from America uh, on the 21st of December, mm. and I was quarantined for two weeks in one of the government's designated quarantine hotels. Um, my At the arrival of my release date, I was informed that I could go home, but I would have to quarantine again for seven days at home. Mm. Um, I think this may have been in reference to the uh, UK mutation, and they didn't want to. They wanted to make sure. 
Um, I've had, beginning in August 2020, four uh, COVID tests negative. I had one when I arrived uh, in, in, uh, at the airport on the 21st, and I had another one last Thursday in this mm-hmm. hotel. Mm-hmm. I do not have the virus. I am not winching about my freedom, my personality. I'm uh, complimenting any government that is taking the necessary steps to protect the public. When you're paying, when you're uh, excited or breathing heavily, of course the heavy droplets travel further. So if you wanna go play tennis, I suggest you play alone with a backboard. Because if you're out there breathing, uh, huffing and puffing, your droplets are going all over that court. So, uh, I mean, things like this. People go to, uh, let's say, church, they're singing, or whatever. Their droplets go further. Even through their mass, they travel further. So I think people should stop whinging, do what's necessary, and get rid of this virus. That's all I have to say. Thank okay, you. Jim, many, many, many thanks for your call. Two three three eight eight two six six. As ever, <clears throat> if you uh, if you want to call us, we'll put you uh, live on air, and you can say whatever you like <laughs> uh, to uh, the people of uh, uh, Hong Kong. Uh, just on on the uh, on the topic of the uh, person of the year, uh, S says uh, just leak it, Hugh, and. Um, Alan says, uh, Backchat, hearing the criticism about cancelling the person of the year vote, I don't share the suspicion that it was political from RTHK. If there was interference, you could simply announce that Carrie or whoever was favoured had won. Commonly available spammers tools can create unlimited numbers of email accounts and respond to verification. If such automated voting was detected, then just say so. Uh, that's uh, from uh, Alan. Thanks very much indeed. For that, backchat at rthk.hk. Well, we're joined now by Grace Lung, who's a lecturer in the School of Journalism and Communication at the Chinese University, and uh, Tim Hamlet, uh, former associate uh, uh, journalism professor at uh, the uh, Baptist uh, University. Uh, Tim Hamlet, maybe we'll start with you. Good morning. Um, hello? Hello, yeah. Yeah, morning, hi, Tim. yeah, yeah. Thanks very much indeed for, for, for coming on. We, we, you know, we we were planning to talk about the uh, the uh, government's uh, change of mind over uh, COVID uh, briefings, uh, but it's uh, actually fortuitous in a sense that we've got two kind of uh, journalism experts mm. here when when we're uh, on the issue on a lot of people's minds is this is the uh, the vote on on person of the year. Do you have any thoughts on that? Maybe before we we talk about the uh, the I'm, COVID. I'm afraid stuff? I do. Yes. Go on. <laughs> um, I know these are difficult times for RTHK, and I, I don't like to join in dumping on you, but I I do recall that when we were visited by the Korean farmers, there was a noisy, orchestrated campaign to get people who had never listened to RTHK 3 to join the poll and vote for the police, and the campaign succeeded, and the police won, and RTHK were Mm. quite happy with that. During the WTO ministerial meetings in 2005? I think so, yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Fair enough. So right. times have changed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Uh, Grace Lung, uh, good morning to you. Good morning. Uh, yeah. do, you, do you have any thoughts on uh, uh, the back chat, person of the year, vote? <laughs> yeah, I I think that uh, the whole event has become too political because uh, when I receive a, a 
WhatsApp message from my brother-in-law, who is not a regular Backchat uh, audience, but he sent our message to our family group and said, oh, you better go to vote uh, for uh, one of these persons, because he got information that uh, when the poll, uh, the blue camp, they have mobilized a lot of people to vote, uh, to join in that uh, voting. So he asked for the people he uh, with a similar political stand from uh, his um, his own and uh, seek for their allies to to join in that um, voting. But I didn't vote uh, because I think if you are not a regular uh, audience for RTHK, so uh, suppose you don't have the information and then suppose you are not in a position to vote for that uh, activities. But uh, even those uh, who are not in audience join in, that means that uh, the whole issue or the whole event have become too political. And that will become a political campaign rather than a uh, an authentic voting from what the audience really believe in. Hey, Grace, who did your, who did your, your brother think the Blue Camp was going to vote for? The Fanling Golf Course? Uh, probably uh, the chief executive. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, well, I think, I think quite often radio stations or podcasts or, or other things that, that have these kind of contests, they do it to bring new listeners in, for sure. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. Anything for the ratings. <laughs> Although I don't think RTHK tracks them. But, um, you know, Hugh, I have, to, I have to put in my two cents. I mean, the, yeah. only, the only issue that I take, and I have the same problem with Time Magazine, because they, they broke their own rule, was that I think it should be a person. I mean, like, how can Fanling Golf Course be nominated as person of the year? I mean, if it's story of the year, okay, story maker of the year, fine. But if it's a person, I think it should be one person. Like, I would, I would rule out frontline healthcare workers, but, you know, include the doctor that was on the list. You know, that's just my yeah. thing. So. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I just say, once again, I would say that we're, we, our core business uh, is uh, open discussion and, and hearing different views and an yeah. exchange of views. And that's what we're going to keep doing uh, on Backchat. And I've read all those out as a, 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 a proof that at least we can do that, mm. uh, even if we can't share more details on this particular case, on the, on, on, on the question of the voting. Mm. But I hope we'll keep doing the what is the really important stuff, which yeah. is like this mm -hmm. um the, the, what about this uh, government uh, u-turn grace lung um uh, you know the government said that they were going to do these uh, these briefings of course which are very popular and um uh, uh you know ha have a great deal of interest uh, said they were going to move them online have now changed their minds on that what, what do you make of that uh, I think that is uh, not a good sign. Uh, it seems uh, that the government is moving towards uh, the, the Chinese uh, practice. Since uh, in China, they will do the press conference uh, by asking the reporter to submit the questions before the real, uh, the real press conference taking place. Uh, even though they are not doing online, but they, it seems they exert more control on question screening and also uh, they can combine different questions together so that they can answer in a more evasive manner. So I think that is not a good sign since the government mentioned again and again, even though they are, they are do, now taking a U-turn to resume their normal press conference, but they, they, uh, they said they won't, uh, maybe they will try in other occasions that they are doing press conference online. If online press conference became a norm, then it will jeopardize uh, the, the reporter's uh, chance to 
raise a real tough and challenging questions to the officials. Yeah, maybe just to give a little window to the listeners about how media works, like serious media, if you go to do an interview with somebody, their PR people, their handlers are always going to ask, oh, send us the questions in advance. And respectable media will say, no, we are not going to do that. We will agree on topics to be discussed, yeah, yeah, but we yeah, are not sending a list of pre-programmed questions because there is a difference in the quality of answers you get when the person at the other end has to answer on their feet. But if they, they are not going to facilitate your uh, reporting, or that, that will be, I think that will be a, a, a regression to press freedom in Hong Kong because uh, you are depriving people's rights to know. Yeah. But, you know, the government agreed with you and made this uh, U-turn. What do you think, what do we learn from that? Uh, I think uh, at this moment they cannot have a convincing reason to to withdraw or to change the format of the press conference because uh, taking into account the the number of affection cases dropping and then if that is a surging, then you may have a reason. But and then... Also, uh, in the past year, everything is normal and, and the arrangement goes so smoothly. Uh, so you can't find a convincing reason to, to do this, to change the, the press conference format. So uh, I think at the end, they, they find uh, if the people or the public is getting annoyed by this arrangement, then they would prefer to stick to the same arrangement at this point. But if new cases or maybe a new wave of... Um, pandemic virus come again probably they will try to get they will do it yeah yeah tim tim hamlet i mean does this make you concerned about the way that people are thinking about how they handle things inside the government because you know supposedly somebody came up with this idea and where were the voices saying hey guys this is not going to fly people are going to freak out and you know frankly we don't have a leg to stand on here and yet somehow it still got put forward as a bad idea uh and then one that had to be backtracked from Immediately, like, does that suggest to you about what's going on in terms of how government is is functioning right now? Oh, it, it does rather. I, I think they they come across as a bit timid. You know, the, the, the uh, government does not like occasions in which it, it has to fly without uh, knowing where it's going to land. And uh, you know, chief executive's question time is now a safe area. Um, meeting with select unselected members of the public has, was abandoned last year um this is sort of the almost the only place left where where um unexpected things can happen uh, there might be good things there may be bad things but they they would be unexpected i i'm really surprised that they they interfered with this press conference because it seems to be the one thing that the government has done right in this in the whole epidemic you know you could argue about the the precautions and the, and the uh the medical treatment and what have you, but the, the one thing which is widely admired is a, this daily press conference in which Dr. Jung um, is unflappable and calm and soothing and willing to admit, uh, willing to say that she, she doesn't know if she doesn't know, willing to say that she's not going to comment if the question is stupid or inappropriate, and uh, puts up patiently with, with people asking the same question twice or asking four questions instead of one, you know, uh, it's people, people are tuning in in droves and, and they, they, it gives the impression of a government which is in control of itself and, and knows what it's doing and, uh, and suddenly they, they, they want to disrupt this. Yeah, but I mean, maybe perhaps internally that's, that's... But did, yeah. Yeah, did they realise that, do you think? Do you think, they, do you think they agreed with you? They saw... 
I, d- I don't know if they realize that. I mean, they're so out of touch with people. Um, yeah. Well, some of them are anyway. And perhaps within within the government, it's an outlier. I mean, if if the government objective is to have everything structured in such a way that it is filtered and packaged, and you know nobody can possibly step out of line unless it's been checked by twenty people, this would be for them a constant source of irritation and anxiety, an outlier that you know where something could go wrong. Well, it, 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 it's bound to be a, a, a source of anxiety, and and it should be. Oh. Uh, you know, prime minister's question time is 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 an ordeal, and it's meant to be an ordeal. Mm. Um, any press conference is, in a sense, a, a, a sort of conflict between reporters who want to ask embarrassing questions and the, the performer who, who doesn't want to answer embarrassing questions. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's a, there's a tug of war, and, uh, and it's a game people play, and uh, as, as in all games, all, all worthwhile games, the result is not certain. Um, but it's a way in which the government connects with the governed and, and giving, gives the impression, at least, of being interested in what they think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Grace? Um, I believe the government is uh, trying to converge its uh, administrative style towards uh, the China's uh, style. Um, because uh, it seems that uh, many evidence shows uh, they, they are not, so cooperative with uh, the media as before. In the past, they tried to stick to those uh, transparent administration and open government uh, uh, style, but uh, it seems in the past few months, they are going to uh, uncooperate with uh, the the mass media, especially the journalists, uh, when they are doing reporting. Uh, Not only in this uh, case, in the press conference, uh, that arrangement. There's another indicator uh, yesterday uh, telling how the transport department, they are going to use those uh, data. Whenever people try to investigate uh, and from the database about the vehicle license, they are going to inform the car owner before, uh, at the same time. So uh, the journalists also worry about whether this arrangement will alert um, the car owner for certain cases. So if you are doing some investigation, uh, that will be the first step for the reporter to investigate the database. But if uh, at that point the owner of the car had already know, oh, someone is going to investigate him or her, probably it will affect the story, the whole process. So I I think this arrangement um, on the surface, it shows uh, the department would like to protect the privacy of the car owner as, uh, as well as to balance the uh, journalists, uh, the, the investigation. But uh, on the other hand, it shows uh, they are not so cooperative with uh, journalism as before, because uh, these practices have been exist for more than one decade. But in the past, it was uh, so open, and then there's nothing wrong with it. Mm. But now, uh, these kind of small changes will show how the government, um, they may change, the, already change that uh, open attitude towards journalism. Okay, well, Grace Lang, thank you very much, Steve, for joining us lecture.
in the School of Journalism and Communication at the Chinese University. Many thanks to uh, Tim Hamlet, uh, uh, commentator, journalist, uh, former associate uh, professor of journalism at the Baptist University. Uh, some uh, more emails to uh, finish off on uh, COVID and on the person of the year. Uh, Backchat person of the year, Bob, says, Dear Backchat, could you ask if my forecast may be correct? I predict that within this year, worldwide, there will be no cross-border travel, no international flights, trains or ferries, unless passengers hold vaccination certificates. That should sort out the anti-vaxxers. That comes from uh, Bob. Yes. Um, Magnus says, why are we allowed to have an unlimited number of people gather in our tiny apartments at the same time we are so restricted in other areas, even in the great outdoors? This is utterly inconsistent and illogical and at odds with the approach seemingly taken by every other jurisdiction around the world. Why do the Hong Kong authorities still not recognise that outdoors is entirely different to indoors in a COVID transmission? Orders of magnitude different. Uh, and uh, on the uh, person of the year, Patrick says three suggestions for future person of the year votes. One, uh, only include individual people as candidates, not places or things, large groups of people. That's what you were sure. saying, Andrew. Uh, two, only include people who consent to being included. Uh, third, only announce the top three winners. No need to embarrass the person who comes bottom. Uh, that comes uh, from uh, Patrick. Mm. Uh, and uh, uh, EA says, is the reason why you can't talk about details because there is a criminal investigation underway? Uh, no, uh, that's not the case as far as I know. Um, and uh, just a couple more uh, tasters from uh, Facebook. Um, uh, TC says, the 2020 Person of the Year election fiasco is why I follow current affairs in Hong Kong. My country has nothing remotely as entertaining. I think he's talking about Canada there. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. it's, yeah. Uh, it's pretty quiet. Uh, okay. And uh, Henry says... Uh, this topic on COVID-19 latest situation is not much discussion-worthy. Why? The reason is all of us need to fully comply with the government guidelines, stroke restrictions to ensure our confirmed cases come down as soon as possible. Whether it's Chinese New Year or Easter or whatever is irrelevant, full stop. For vaccine, clearly the way to go is to get vaccinated as soon as possible. Those who are biased towards Chinese vaccines do so at their own risk. They may not care about their lives, but their selfish behaviour affect others and should be condemned. That comes uh, from uh, Henry. Who used to be a regular emailer, if that's the same Henry, uh, I think, to, to this programme, but uh, not in recent years. Uh, in the meantime, as I say, Backchat will continue with, we hope, the important stuff um, that we do, which is uh, hearing uh, from people and uh, being a platform for an exchange of views as openly as we possibly can. Uh, here's the weather before we go. Mainly cloudy, dry, with sunny periods and some haze. Temperatures up to about 22 degrees. 19 degrees, the latest readings. The relative humidity is at 56%. Due to the volatile COVID-19 situation, the public should stay at home and avoid going out, in particular elderly persons, as they have higher risk of severe illness. Family and friends should help them with shopping and other daily needs. If elderly persons must go out, they need to wear a mask and wash hands frequently. Pay attention to the latest situation. See a doctor promptly if feeling unwell, even if the symptoms are mild. Let's fight the virus together. 934, the news with Samantha Butler. Police have arrested a man in connection with the Yunlong mob attacks in July 2019. Officers arrested the 35-year-old suspect in Yunlong yesterday, accusing him of rioting and conspiracy to wound with intent. At least 45 people were injured when men clad in white T-shirts and armed with bamboo poles struck bystanders and MTR passengers. A representative of the culture sector says joining a state-owned enterprise aimed at expanding Beijing's culture